Hello, welcome to Psychic-ish. <laughs> sorry, if you, sorry if you heard that wobble. It's, it's not anything weird. It's just a hot water bottle. My name is Lydia and I hope you're not new here because this is the weirdest intro I've ever done. This is my podcast where I try and make sense of the psychic shit that happens to me. I've had psychic experiences back from the early age of eight years old and I've tried to ward them off for the last 20 years. I've tried to build up a barrier to them and try and live my normal life, but things just really started developing over the past few years and I'm finally at a place where I'm ready to accept them and experiment a little and see how they develop. To say that I'm excited would be a massive, massive understatement. I'm in Canada now, I've moved. It's the first time I've been on like in a few weeks because I recorded a few episodes while I was in Auckland to try and buffer this sort of transition time. I really, I really just wanted to chat about my night's stay at the convent before I forgot about it. So I I know I'm being cheeky. I said last week that I'd have my sister coming on this episode. It will have to be next week. I'm sorry about that. But I'm really excited to be talking about what I'm talking about today. And I'm even more excited. I don't think I've ever said excited so much in any episode. I'm even more excited for like the next three episodes after that because I've got about four things that I just want to release right now after last week's episode the one where I talked about opening up my mind hat and letting spirits in. Uh, yeah, we're sticking to one episode a week for now, but let's just say I've got so many stories I want to get out to you as soon as possible. So they're all coming your way. Anyway, today, as I said, we'll be talking about the night I somehow accidentally booked a stay in a haunted hotel. Uh, but before we get into that, I have a little bit of an update, a tiny update. In episode 10, I told you about my most recent experience staying at my mum's house. I shared all about how I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, oh, I'd, I'd seen about 13 faces before I went to bed and woke up and saw two really, really terrifying figures just burned into the back of my eyes so my eyes weren't opened yet and then when I opened my eyes to try and get away from them or just to try and like most of the time if I see a spirit when my eyes are closed I'll open them to try and get that image away but a lot of the time they're still there uh, and that's when I know for sure it's a spirit not a figment of my imagination anyway I snap my eyes open at this point and there was just this figure of a girl standing at the end of my bed and I just saw the dark figure. Um, I think it felt like she was just coming closer to me, but I don't know if that was just my fear. And yeah, that was probably one of the only times I haven't seen any facial characteristics. I knew it was a little girl. Anyway, you've heard about this. I don't need to go into too much detail. Anyway, 
in that episode, I told any family member that was listening that goes to my mum's house regularly just to skip that story because I didn't want to freak them out. But I did a bit of a whoopsie. I um, I forgot because I uploaded a reel onto my Instagram that, what did it say? I'm just going to play it because I need to refresh my memory. <laughs> just by me laughing at my own reels. It's like got the little do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And it says, me dialing into my spirit guides to ask why they let a little girl ghost appear at the end of my bed last night and scare the fuck out of me. So silly Lydia told my family (laughs) to skip that story, but then I'd put that up on Instagram and didn't think anything of it. And before the episode had even released, we were sitting around the dinner table on Mother's Day, my two sisters, my mum and I, and... My eldest sister just said, so Lid, can you tell us what you saw? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the girl at the end of your bed? And I was like, where have you heard this? I haven't told anyone. And she's like, I saw it on your Instagram. And I was like, oh, how can I be so stupid? Anyway, I sat there, told my family about what I'd experienced. And my mum went quiet. And, um, and she just said, Lydia... And I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) And she said, I saw something that night too. And my stomach just dropped. I was staying in that room downstairs and my mum said goodnight. And she said that she turned off the lights in the lounge and went to walk upstairs. And this would have been at about 10.30 maybe even 10 so she was passing out of the lounge to go upstairs that closet that I've talked about so many times just getting bad vibes from it in general that was on her right and she was looking at sort of the glass window that is on the right hand side going up the stairs and she saw a figure she said they were really tall which is different to what I saw I saw a girl She was really tall, dark, no features. It just looked like this big shadow. I'm honestly getting goosebumps talking about it right now. Uh, And she said it was looking right at her. And I know that's what I felt too. I felt it was like looking right at me, bearing into my soul, even though I didn't see it had eyes. So that's kind of weird. And it's weird that she experienced that too. And she said that she was really worried because not only did she see this thing staring back at her, but the sensor lights outside had turned on and she saw them standing there. So she thought it was a person and opened the back door, which was right right to her right, like right in front of her, to go outside and see who was there and there was no one there. So she'd seen this figure standing in front of her the sensor lights went on and and, and oh, she went outside and no one was there. She was really distressed because usually they put on the alarm downstairs while they go to sleep. But because I was staying and I was staying downstairs, she couldn't put the alarm on. 
that she she didn't tell me anything about it. So we'd both just had these two experiences and not said anything to each other in the same night. And I'm, I definitely think it's related. I think it would have been the same person or same entity. And then one of our memories might be a little bit different in terms of how tall they were or whatever. But it's pretty uncanny, especially for my mum who hasn't really seen stuff the whole time I've been alive. So yeah, anyway, that's the little update. But I was um, teaching my mum how to voice memo. And so now she's got a little bit of a message for you. my first lesson in how to record. I might be giving you a run for your money when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> Alrighty. I better get comfy because this is just going to be the only story of the episode. I don't know how long it's going to take. I've, I haven't done any prep um, because this is honestly the... I say I haven't done any prep. I never do any prep. <laughs> I'm just trying to impress you, okay? I try my best, but um, this is this is the first time I've had any time to myself in the apartment that we're living in, and it's the first time that no one else will be around the apartment for quite a few hours. So I was like, this is my only opportunity to record. So here we are. Uh, I just don't really know where to start. The night that I stayed in the convent hotel in Auckland, which is a really new sort of boutique hotel, there's only about 13 rooms, and it's above one of the loveliest restaurants in Auckland at the moment. It's kind of like a hot spot to go. Uh, my experience there didn't start at me checking into the hotel. It actually started a few days earlier and I only can see that now with a little bit of high sight and I can just see how much bigger this one night in that hotel how much bigger its part to play in my whole psychic development was uh and what I expected to happen didn't happen so if you're expecting me to go and tell you about all the ghosts I saw that night I mean there were some but Keep an open mind for this episode, okay? So, we all know that I was staying at my sister's place, helping her take care of her baby while her husband was away. And my sister, she conducts sound baths, and I was going to go and help her set up for one and then stay for the sound bath because I was a massive skeptic of those at first. I thought they were too woo-woo for me, but... I love them. It's like the deepest rest I can ever get. And what I've found with them is if I just go and have no expectations for what's going to happen during the sound bath, that's when the most stuff happens. So I'd been staying with my sister for about maybe eight days at this point, And I was just exhausted. I mean, for me and my concussion and where I'm at with my recovery, I'm struggling the most with concentration time and exhaustion at the moment and so changing my daily routine was a lot to adjust to with staying with my sister and looking after her child but also just the constant 
concentration of following her boy and making sure he was safe, making sure he was entertained. That was a lot for my little brain that's still trying to get better. So I was loving the idea of a sound bath. I just wanted a really good sleep or rest or meditation or whatever I was lucky enough to have. And so we get there and that's exactly what I got. But at some point throughout the sound bath, things sort of changed. Um, I was just lying on my side, I remember, because I was quite cold, I think. So I was sort of bundled up in fetal position. And I just, I saw this image of my, this sounds really weird and sexual, but it's not in any way, shape or form. (laughs) I saw this image of like, me lying there in fetal position and then my boyfriend lying on top of me like in the same fetal position but he had like this big circular blanket that was just enveloping us so like he was my safety he was my warmth he was keeping me warm and I just heard this voice come through and it was the voice of Archangel Michael. And I know that I haven't talked about Archangels yet. For me, I don't think I know enough about them to create an episode on it. I mean, give them a Google. From what I understand, and I'm sorry if you know a lot about this stuff because I just don't, but from what I understand, like there's a little bit of a hierarchy when it comes to guardian angels and spirit guides and stuff. And Archangels are kind of the top. I think there's 12 or 13 of them. And Archangel Michael is um, someone that a lot of people reach out to for help, for protection, and for safety. And I'm just remembering now. I'm so glad I remembered. In last episode, when I was talking about opening my mind hat, and I said that Archangel Raphael came to me, and I was really surprised. So that was episode 11, I think. I was listening back to that and I didn't even realize at the time of recording but Archangel Raphael one of the things he helps you with most is with your creative projects and I only know this because I picked up a book about Archangels from a secondhand store that just sort of seemed to scream out to me while I was there because I'd been hearing as you can see <laughs> hearing some archangels come through and I'm like cool okay you're Michael you're Raphael you're Uriel I don't know what you're here for anyway listening back on that I'm just like it makes so much sense that Raphael came through because he was talking to me about my podcast and that's a creative project anyway that was just a little cool moment for me to have last week uh but Archangel Michael came through and I mean give them a bit of a google just keep an open mind uh The way I got introduced to Archangels was when I had my first healing session with this healer from New Plymouth in her mid-80s and I went to her for my panic attacks and before her sessions she would kind of recite a blessing to Archangel Michael for protection and safety. So that was how I learned about them and I have the utmost respect for that lady who is healing me. She is a magician. I don't know. Oh, she's just incredible. So I feel that if she trusted that, I trust that. Anyway, I heard him and he started 
talking to me about my relationship with my boyfriend, Daniel. Archangel Michael kind of said to me that Dan is my calm and he's my peace. Uh, And then he said that I'm Daniel's calm and I give his life purpose. Um, And so he was just sort of talking to me about our relationship, which was just like lovely to hear. Then that night we were going to sleep and I hadn't had any experiences at my sister's house while I was staying with her, much to her joy. She didn't want anything to happen. But we both knew sort of after the sound bath, my psychic abilities can kind of evolve a little bit just because of the state of relaxation I get to in her sound baths and that night we were going to sleep and her baby had a cold and his breathing was really labored and it was really difficult for us both to listen to and I don't really know if I'm an empath or if it's just part of being psychic I'm not too sure but honestly when her baby was crying my heart was like aching I had like physical pain in my heart and I also had pain in my lower stomach to the left area where I, if I ever get pain there I'm like is it my appendix <laughs> I always think that because I'm a hypochondriac but yeah I was having really bad stomach pain and chest pain so I just we were all sleeping in the same room so I got up and slept on the couch in their lounge and I remember as I was sort of closing my eyes, I saw this face of like a young South Asian girl and she was just looking at me. She had these big brown eyes and she didn't scare me, but I remember asking Archangel Michael to help protect me because I knew my sister didn't want to have anything come through while I was staying there. And I didn't want anything to come through either. So I asked him to protect me. And he just sort of, he like, I just, oh, this is, how do I even begin to explain it? I'm going to try and not lose you <laughs> while I say what happened. But sort of like how I can see people when my eyes are closed, like the image of burned in my eyes, I could see him showing me things kind of like a mixture between that and a dream but I was very 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 much awake I I wasn't even asleep I hadn't started going to sleep and he showed me that he put like this silver barrier on the ceiling of my sister's place and I just got the feeling that this was sort of like a protective barrier and if anything were to try and penetrate the barrier or try and come in it would just be rebounded off so it was like kind of like a metal shell being put on the house and then that girl that I saw her face went away and I remember Michael saying something to me but I just I can't find the words something around the fact that I am protected I'm safe um, those sorts of things so that that happened that happened the night before and then because sleep has such 
a heavy weight. I mean, it's it's integral for my concussion recovery in terms of mitigating my symptoms the next day and making sure I can manage them. I had one more night before I was going to go and move back into my mum's place because my sister's husband was coming back from overseas. And I just thought, you know what? My sister needs some time to herself. We've been on top of each other for the past week. We love each other to bits, but she's used to her own space and so am I. Let's give her some of that before her husband comes back. And so I just thought, hey, I'll go and book into a hotel. My concussion symptoms are really bad, so I kind of just needed to rest anyway. And um, I looked at a few hotels in Takapuna because that's where my other sister lives. And everything coming up was kind of shoddy and really expensive. And so I just looked at places near my sister's because there was one cafe it's called Seabreeze in Auckland, that I absolutely loved. I went and got a quesadilla every morning and I just wanted to be close enough to be able to go and get that quesadilla the next day. And there were two options. There was like this motel or there was the convent. And that was about $189 a night, still close by to my sister and sort of in the middle of where my sister and my mum live. So that was quite good location-wise. And I knew that I didn't want to go all the way into town. One, the hotels there was super expensive. And two, it would just be too busy for my concussion. So this just was easy. And I looked at the convent and it looked like this small little boutique hotel, really arty, which when I'm staying somewhere on my own, I love, that's the one thing I love to do. I love to go to little boutique places that feel quite, I don't know, just a little bit different. And I just like to sort of bask in the creativity that I'm surrounded in, I don't know, it's just, it's my, my little thing that brings me joy, you know, and it hardly ever happens, so I just looked at this as an adventure, and I'd heard, like, we'd, we'd driven past the building before, because my mum had wanted to go to the restaurant underneath it for quite a while, but you have to book in, and it takes a few months to get a booking, that's Ada in Auckland, and um, <laughs> I remember when we've driven past before, I just hadn't been really very keen to go to that restaurant because I was like, this place is a nunnery. It looks like a nunnery. And that sort of thing just gives me creepy vibes. I don't know. Anyway, for some reason, because Michael had come to me the night before and shown me how to protect myself, I had a bit of confidence and I was like, hey, okay, if this place was a nunnery, I now know something to protect myself, like, let's give it a go. Like, I was almost like, okay, let's test this new skill or let's put it into practice. (laughs) Anyway, I book it and it's non-refundable. It's just for the one night. And I go and tell my sister and her face just drops and she's like, why did you choose that place? And I was like, well, there was only one room left. It looks super cool. and It was kind of the cheapest option closest by that wasn't disgusting. And um, because I'm also a germaphobe, so (laughs) little motels don't don't give me the best feeling. Um, (laughs) And she just looks at me and she's like, you know, it was an old halfway house. And I was like, oh, okay, Um, cool. I was like, that's okay. Like, that's all right. And she was like, And it got burnt down. And I had a little bit of drop in my stomach. But I was like, 
hey, you know what? For some reason, I don't feel scared. I don't know if it's because I'm like dealing with my anxiety better recently. I don't know. Maybe I was a little bit excited. Well, you know how sometimes people say anxiety and excitement, those two feelings are very similar. So if you're having an anxiety episode or a panic attack to try and kind of trick your brain into feeling like you're excited to get over it. Anyway, I've heard that and I, I've tried it. It doesn't really work, but hey, sometimes I'm like, let's turn this into an adventure where you're terrified. <laughs> anyway, I was like, okay, let's just look at this like it's an adventure or an experiment. And I had to check in within a few hours, so I didn't have much time to panic. We get there and she drops me off and I go in, I sign in and where you check in, there's just like this massive coffee table book with a picture of the convent just after it had burnt down and it was harrowing, harrowing. But it was like it had already been paid for, just had to go through it now. So I take my bags I carry them upstairs because, of course, it's an old nunnery. There's no lift. Walking through, like, the old nuns' quarters, like, these really long halls that just remind me of my high school with, like, these wooden features and drop-hanging lights. And I'm a little bit like, what have I gotten myself into? (laughs) Anyway, the number of my room is 13. And I know commonly it's kind of known as an unlucky number, right? But when I look at the number 13, I look at the one an angel number, and three means that your angels are with you. And then add them together, like you do in numerology, and you get four. And four is a number of peace and balance. So I just really thought I was protected, and I was going to be protected. I had like quite a lot of confidence in that. And I'm, I'm just going to mention, because this has just come to mind, that one of my friend's sisters who listens along to the podcast, messaged her and said, God, what a good idea for content. Good on, Lid. And I was just like, no, I had absolutely no idea. Like, don't give me that much credit. This was honestly a mistake. And then I think I just had so much adrenaline coming up to it. And I was just so exhausted. I was like, you know what? I just need sleep. I don't care where it is. Or I just need rest, even if I can't sleep. That I just had blind faith. And it worked. So... I'm in my room and it's beautiful, but scary. Yeah. And I'm just lying there and I'm fine. I don't feel like anyone's around me. And then we get to the night. Ha. Sorry. I just looked at my recording device and it said 33 minutes, 30 seconds. So that's a bit cute. I need to go quicker. Okay. So it's around about six o'clock and I can hear dinner guests starting to arrive downstairs to the restaurant, Ada. And there's sort of this lovely little murmuring of noise. And that's quite nice for me, who doesn't like it being silent when I go to sleep because I have no distraction for any voices or images that come through to me. So I felt quite comfortable thinking like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep with this lovely background noise. This is going to be great. But then I procrastinate sleeping like I always do. And the hours sort of start to pass. And it gets to about nine o'clock and I'm like, oh, I really need to wash my hair. I'll wash my hair in a nice shower. So I do that. I come out. I'm like, oh, I need to blow dry my hair before bed. Next thing, it's 11 o'clock. And I don't know what, but I just thought that like the restaurant noise would kind of go on until the early hours of the morning. But at 11 or 11.30, it just went quiet. And 
I'd had this plan that I'd try and fall asleep before that noise died out. And uh, that obviously didn't follow through. So I'm lying in bed and I didn't even mention it. The one thing that did kind of make me feel a bit uncomfortable was that at the end of the bed was a repurposed cabinet. All the interiors in the hotel were really antique and just gorgeous. And this was this big dresser that had mirrored cabinets. And I don't know, I know now that it's really bad feng shui to have a mirror at the end of your bed. Apparently they say that this is because apparently the reason it's like bad juju is because if you're facing the mirror as you go to sleep, it's believed in feng shui that the soul leaves the body while it sleeps and just goes to walk around. But if there's a mirror at the end of the bed, the soul will see its reflection and get very confused and maybe even lost. So that's where that sort of mirror thing comes in. But for me, I always have really terrible nightmares if there's a mirror at the end of the bed. So I was very aware of that before I went to sleep. And so I tried to sleep on the other side of the bed and hoped that that would be okay. And I felt like it would. And I tried to have no noise on or no shows on in the room that um, I couldn't. I, I, was, I was freaking out a little. So I ended up putting friends on in the background. And I remember before going to sleep, I asked Archangel Michael to protect me. And I asked for no spirits to come through. And... As I went to sleep, I tried to visualize that metal barrier ceiling that he had shown me the night before. But as I was feeling it, I was like, there are rooms all around me. I don't want anything going on in any other room around here. I'm just not comfortable not having anything happen in my room if there's things happening in rooms elsewhere. Like, I don't want to put this onto anyone else. Having that metal ceiling didn't feel like enough. So I tried to make it kind of like a metal cube all around my room. Like I was enclosed in a metal cube that would just bounce out any spirits that would come in, that would try and come into the barrier. And that also wasn't enough. Didn't give me peace of mind. So I sat there and visualized for about 15 to 20 minutes, me having this cube with this metal around it and nothing being able to penetrate it. And that growing to be this massive orb that surrounded the entire place, so the entire house, the entire convent. And then I'd just visualize kind of like, <laughs> not like the mentors from Harry Potter, but like energy trying to come in and it just bouncing off at the edges of the orb. So I imagined that. I didn't see things come in and try and penetrate it. I just was sort of visualizing what I wanted to happen, right? Uh, nothing scary happened. No one scary came through. And bearing in mind, this is only a week after I saw that figure at my mum's place. And that was one of the scariest things I've had happen in the last year and a half. People still came through. So I think throughout the night, I had about 13 faces come through to me. Ha! Huh, funny. I was in room 13. <laughs> I had a lot of faces come through. There's only a few that I remember though. One of them was like this middle-aged man that had red hair and lots of freckles. 
And I don't know, like, my sister was really scared about the halfway house thing, but that didn't scare me because I know that addiction's a disease. And just because someone's suffering from addiction on this side, it doesn't mean that those withdrawal symptoms or those characteristics carry on over to wherever they are when they pass away. Like, because she was trying to tell me that for sure people would have passed away in that place. And all I kind of thought, and I don't know if this is weird or not, but I just thought how peaceful they would have been struggling so much and they finally would have been freed from their addiction. I don't know if that's a really vulnerable thing to think and I hope that doesn't offend anyone who's listening who may know someone that suffers from addiction. I don't know anyone that does, so this is coming from a place that's fully naive to what that's like. I just saw it as an end of suffering and a way for the soul to be free and back to like its organic state that it was like at its happiest time or when they felt safe or happy. So that didn't scare me. Um, And I, anyway, this guy came through and he had this big smile, red hair, freckles, and he was just talking to me. Oh no, he wasn't talking to me. I saw his face and I don't know about you, but If I'm scared that spirits are going to come to me throughout the night, I have this hour and it is 5am and I will be terrified of any spirit coming through up until 5am. But when I see that the clocks hit 5am, I think, okay, it's morning time now. No one will come through. Even though they still do, it's like for me, it doesn't seem as scary because it's not happening at nighttime. So the loveliest thing about all those spirits coming through was none of them were menacing. They all looked really happy. They were all smiling. I think they were just happy to make contact. They didn't need to say anything or maybe they were just respecting my boundaries. Even though I didn't want anything to come through, I felt it was okay at the time because it wasn't scary to me in that moment. I'd been on and off sleeping throughout the night because I never really got to sleep fully. But I remember hearing what sounded like a bus and I thought, huh, buses don't go this often throughout the night and I checked my phone and it was 7am because of the blackout curtains I couldn't see that it was morning and I just remember thinking oh thank goodness shutting down my laptop so putting friends off and just having some quiet while I slept and as I was going back to sleep then that's when some more spirits came through and talked to me but I just remember one of them was talking to me about sunflowers or they were talking to me about this flower arrangement and then they showed me their coffin with flowers on it and it sounds scary but it was really lovely like they were really proud of their coffin and I don't know I have shivers talking about it but I didn't have shivers at the time it was just it was really nice like and I would have stayed there again Anyway, morning comes, I check out, and my mum comes to pick me up, and she sort of has this sheepish look on her face. She's like, how, how was it? And I have messages from both my sisters wanting to know how things were that night, and I mean, it's very lucky that I had an okay experience, because we were going back a few nights later for dinner, kind of like my goodbye dinner before moving overseas with my two sisters and my mum. Anyway, so... We're back there that night for dinner and it's lovely. The food is incredible and I'm a picky eater. So 
for me to even like something that my family who are all foodies also like, like that's massive. And we were going outside and I said, ah, oh, should I have a picture outside of here for, for my podcast? Just to like, you know, show I survived. And I was sort of standing in front, but the lighting was really low and there were kind of like these floodlights coming up onto the building. So things were kind of fuzzy. And you know how with the new update in iPhones now, the shutter speed, if it's taken at night, it's like delayed, like it takes one or two seconds. So if you move during that time, the image is kind of blurry. Anyway, that kept happening. And so there weren't many good photos taken. But we are looking through them at the end and they are laughing like, oh, do you see that green orb? Because there was like a green exit sign that you could kind of see in the frame and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's just the lighting. And then my sister who took the photo was like, Liv, this isn't you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then my other sister looks at the photo and they both kind of look at me in shock. And then so does my mum. And I was like, what are you looking for? What are you talking about? And they show me the photo and it's like me standing there. And I don't know what it is. Like maybe with that shutter speed, my face must've moved and it distorted my face. And so, but usually when it happens, I don't know, your nose gets really long and your chin gets really long or something. There was a different face on my body. Like I have shivers now thinking about it. At the time, I looked at it and I was like, this is hilarious. This is great content. I can't wait to share it with the listeners. And my sister had it on her phone and she was like, I don't even want this on my phone. Can I delete it? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like send it through to me. And she refused to send it through. And I was like, look, let's just do this. And I did, you know how I've said before, how I went to someone who did Reiki massages before and they said that to sever themselves from clients before and afterwards, they sort of clap their hands in front and behind of them like like this like a lot just to sever any ties and so I said to my sisters I was like look I'll sever any ties I'll do this now and so I I clapped and then um <laughs> a few seconds later my middle sister started doing it too and I was like why are you doing it she's like I don't want anything following me and then my other sister did too and yeah, we were all standing out at this lovely restaurant in Auckland, clapping, looking like losers. <laughs> but it was for the greatest good. Anyway, later that night, I pestered my other sister to send me the photo because I just wanted to have a look. And when she sent it through, I was fucking terrified. It's a scary, scary photo. And it's funny that I had that entire night staying there. I took TikToks throughout the night. I loved it. Nothing weird came up in my photos. and I wondered if they would. But that photo was the scariest thing that happened. So I'll put it up on my social media tomorrow after the episode at Psychic Cash Podcast. Please tell me what you think of it because I think it's just my face that's distorted because I moved it. And like I'll oh, I'll I'll show like I'll put up the photos from before and after. They're really unflattering, so please don't judge. But <laughs> I'm not looking my best. Just so that you can see how my face distorts in those, but then this this one is like a little face of a different person. It looks kind of like a woman in her 60s or something. Even the shape of the head is different. Anyway, you'll see for yourself. But yeah, I mean, go stay there yourself. It's a lovely hotel and a lovely restaurant. It's great. Uh, 
or just Google it, you know? And oh, I don't think I've said. I haven't said this all the time. <laughs> Apparently the place is haunted. I didn't know though. I didn't know. My sister knew. And so that's why she was scared when um when I booked it. Apparently the place was haunted. I had absolutely no idea. I still went there, so I don't know if that's brave or stupid. And I think it's a bit of both. Oh, I actually can't wait for tomorrow's question box now. For any new listeners, I have a question box up on my Instagram at Psychic-ish Podcast on Thursdays after my episodes release on Wednesday mornings. It's just a place where you can share any theories, any thoughts or explanations you have for what was discussed in the episode. And also if you have any questions or similar experiences of your own. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to bring you the episodes coming up over the next few weeks. I'm so excited about them. If you enjoy the podcast, you can share it with a friend or maybe take a screenshot of where you're listening, send it through to at Psychicish Podcast and I'll share it on my social media and we can all see where we're listening to it from. Anyway, this is a long one, so thank you for your patience. I loved having you here today. Best of luck getting to sleep tonight. You can put a little protective orb around you if you like. Bye-bye.